Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Area 45 back with you. Final hour of the program. Chris Santiago producing, doing a kick-ass job. You got to get through him if you want to get to us. Phone lines are open, 713-572-4610. Dial it up and we'll get you in. You can call, text, tweet at us, at Pete Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani. Watch us on Twitch and YouTube as well. We got it all for you. Um, so the Orioles landed a blockbuster deal this evening. It's been a really eventful last 48 hours, really less than that for them. Uh, just getting, uh, sold to a group, uh, headed up by Cal Ripken Jr., uh, Grant Hill, Michael Bloomberg, and, uh, the former mayor of Baltimore. I don't know him, you don't know him, nor should you, but Cal Ripken and Grant Hill, that's a pretty cool ownership group to be a part of, especially when you do what they did today, and they landed Corbin Burns, uh, one of the best pitchers. They have a former mayor of Baltimore? They have one. Really? (laughs) Former? Yeah, why? Well, Has the guy that's mayor now been there for a while? No, I just, I I knew Bloomberg was former mayor of New York City, so... They also had a former mayor of, of Baltimore in that group as well. Yeah, uh, his name was uh, Schmoke. It's not Schmuck, but it's Oh, that's right. Schmoke. I remember that. Remember we did it with told- the Schmucks. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told you yesterday. I think it was Schmoke. I, I think that was his name. haven't with the Schmucks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they get Corbin Burns in a big-time deal uh, this evening. Uh, one of the best pitchers in baseball. They land him from the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, for a couple of prospects, well, really one prospect, uh, Joey Ortiz. He's a top five in the organization for the Orioles. I think number 63 overall in all of Major League Baseball uh, infield prospect should see big league time this upcoming season, uh, along with infielder, or excuse me, left-hander D.L. Hall. And uh, they give away the number 34 pick in this upcoming draft. Yeah, so, that's a comp pick. So it's a sandwich pick in between those rounds. Mm-hmm. That's a compensatory pick. So you're allowed to trade the compensatory picks. You're not allowed to trade regular picks. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I think what that would be like the second comp pick or whatever. Do we know? Yeah, so that's a that's a that's a comp round A. It's in between the first and second. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you wouldn't really know where that comp pick fell falls because it would go like one to thirty. And then the second round would be 31, 32, 33, right. 34. Right, so this so be pick f- being 34 is what they call it's a sandwich pick. Okay, so, yeah, so that's the fourth compensatory in, it's pick. It's in between, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be the fourth pick after the end yeah. of the first round before they start the second round. So if you could trade those, why can't you trade, like, regular draft picks? Baseball. Like, what's the damn difference? Baseball. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. That, too, shall change. At um, least it's a written rule and not an unwritten rule. <laughs> yeah, they've come a long way <laughs> for that stuff, right? Um, I'm thinking about this. The Orioles, I cannot wait to see the World Series odds as they've changed. And if you probably pull up a, a sports book right now, they've probably already updated it. To, to my recollection, uh, it was plus 1,600 for the Orioles to win the World Series before the deal went down. Um, I tell you what. I'm all about them Astros. Well, what is it now? Looking at FanDuel, Orioles plus twelve hundred. Plus twelve hundred. Boom! There you go. So right who, now, who they uh, shot at FanDuel? They shot Dodgers are plus three fifty. Mm-hmm. Braves are plus five fifty. Astros are plus eight hundred. Yankees are plus nine hundred. Okay. Junk grabbers are. I'm sorry. South Bronx slumlords. 
<laughs> are plus 900. <laughs> the Arlington Junk Grabbers are plus 1,200. The Baltimore Orioles are plus 1,200. There we go. That is that is at uh, FanDuel. There you go. So Orioles going from 16, plus 1,600 to plus 1,200. Yeah, that's about what I thought. That's about what I thought. How much tougher of a path do the Orioles, you know, being for real, um, make it on the Astros to getting to another World Series this year? Uh, You can, right now, Orioles are plus 1,500 at bet 365. They're only 1,200 at FanDuel and I don't recognize this uh, this particular icon. Yeah, I don't either. But I don't look at that stuff all the time. But they're 1,400 at DraftKings. They're 1,400 at MGM. They are 1,400 at – I don't recognize that one either. <laughs> but uh, if you go to VegasInsider.com, which gives you like – a whole bunch of different yeah. books you can kind of look across. So you can still get plus 1,500 on the you Orioles. You still get plus 1,500 on the Orioles. You can get plus 1,000 on the Astros from Bet365. From a value standpoint, I would I would make that bet. I really would. I would have made that bet last year, before last season, that the Orioles win it in 2024. It would really have having nothing to do with, with baseball, just... You know, I told you from a sentimental standpoint, you know, that'd be the 80th anniversary of that franchise's first ever pennant when you go all the way back to the 40s when they were the St. Louis Browns. Like, just from, like, a nostalgic standpoint, my grandfather was on that team, I would have made that bet just because of that. It would have been cool because it's the 80th anniversary. It could happen. It could happen. They're one of the favorites, and they should be. All that young talent. And so that's that's another team that stands in the way. If the Astros, whether or not they win the division, just get in via a wild card, whatever, chances are they're going to have to run into the team that either beats the Orioles or the Orioles themselves to get to another World Series. I'm going to throw a few, uh, like the highest odd that's on this page for specific teams. Tell me if this is good enough for you to place a bet. The best odds for the Braves... Plus 650. Plus 650. Yay or nay? Um, that sounds like a nay. No, yeah. Thanks. Astros plus 1,000. Yeah. Yankees plus 1,000. I I would do it. Like, 1,000 is like my threshold. Like, like anything. 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orioles plus 1,500. Yeah, I'm doing that. Junk grabbers plus 1,300. Uh, the Philadelphia Filthies plus fifteen hundred. That's a good value pick, in my opinion. Uh, the Seattle Coffee Sippers plus twenty five hundred. Nope, not a chance in hell. Uh, the Minnesota Twinkies plus thirty five hundred. Not a chance in hell. No. The Toronto White Walkers plus twenty five hundred. <laughs> They're north of the wall, man. They're the White Walkers. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I would I would think about that one. I'm not kicking that one out of bed. You said fifteen hundred? Uh for oh. the White Walkers, twenty five. Twenty oh shoot. Twenty five hundred. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, I'm taking that one. So no on the on the slumlords. Nope. No on the junk grabbers. And no on the coffee sip. Yeah, those two hell no's. Everybody else you're like, 
Yeah, all right, there's some value. I love how you have these nicknames, like, <laughs> right off the tip I of the nicknames tongue. nicknames like everybody. <laughs> that is awesome. Like, you're not thinking about them. Like, you've done this before. <laughs> Maybe, this may be an ongoing bit that has been brought over to Sports Radio 610. It's, it's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, did you do something to where, like, people had to guess, like, the team that you were talking about? They're not hard. They're just, they're creative. They're funny. Uh, so, previously, I, I have, like, laid all of these out, like, during, like, so for all of last season, I made it a point to explain to everyone, like the nickname for each team. Mm-hmm. So, give me the Rockies. I don't know that we have one for the Rockies. Okay, <laughs> I stumped you. There you go. <laughs> we have one for the Rockies. A's. Uh, sometimes I can't say that one, <laughs> but I did create a more PG version of it called the Last Letics. The Last Letics. Because they're always in last. Yeah. <laughs> You're stupid, dude. <laughs> Gee, I love you too, brother. Thank you so much. You're stupid. I love when you give me such wonderful compliments. Oh, I God. will say, I like the Seattle coffee sippers. The Seattle yeah, that was, that's that perfect. Was, that was perfect. Yep. I've heard junk grabbers like way too many times yeah. from PC. <laughs> Everybody They're knows. never living that one down. No, ever, ever, ever. That's so good. Answer my question. Answer my question. What's the question? How difficult of a path is it now for the Astros to win? Or just not not win, but just get back to another World Series. Look, it's, it's harder. Other teams are getting better. You know, the Orioles are going to be better. I feel like things are backfiring. The right Yankees now. are going to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blue Jays, I don't know if they're going to be better or worse, but I think they'll at least be as good as they were. So if they get better production from guys like Vlad Guerrero Jr., mm-hmm. they will be if, – if Alec Manoa has a rebound season, now he went from being like an all-star to getting demoted. They're not trading him. They fielded calls. They said that we're not going to trade Alec Manoa. We, we think that – you know he's still a young pitcher. He's also still a cheap pitcher. Uh, mm-hmm. They think that he'll have a, a bounce back. So they're hoping he's going to bounce back. They think they're going to get a little bump up. Uh, the junk grabbers – they're they're having a little issue. As you remember, the junk grabbers once upon a time were the favorites to land Jordan Montgomery, who is still a free agent. They were also the favorites to land uh, Josh Hader, who is now a member of the Houston Astros. I wanted the Astros to go out and get Montgomery last. Uh, last I wanted season. the trade from March first, uh, May first last year. I started banging the drum. The Cardinals stink. Go get Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. He won't even cost you that much. Yeah. And instead, the damn junk grabbers got him. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely slit our throats yep. in the postseason. He's still a free agent. I wish the Astros were like, you know what? F the tax going and getting that guy. Mm-hmm. I, F the tax. Here, here's the thing. As a fan, there are some people who are like, they're like me. I don't care what the payroll is. Get the best players. Freaking win. Yeah. Then there's some people who are like, no, 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 they can't spend that much money. They'll have to pay the tax. Dude, are your ticket prices going up or down? I got, They never go down. They're always going up. Yeah. Whether the Astros spend $250 million or $180 million, your ticket prices are going up. Your parking rates are going up. Your concession rates are going up. The merchandising rates are going up. The price that you pay on your cable bill, on your satellite bill, for your Fubo, for your YouTube, wherever you get the RSN, goes up. Every friggin' year. Let the billionaires spend the money. Yeah. I, I They've printed money for seven years. They can spend the money. I get it. But the fear by a lot of fans, fans subscribe to that because of 
they're uneducated. Well, not. I mean, do them a solid. At least I think a lot of them are worried about how it could hamstring an organization going forward. Right. Okay. So you're the fourth biggest city in the country. Mm-hmm. You've been printing money for seven years. You, we renamed the ALCS, the Astros Invitational. You basically own it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The last decade. The, the idea that the Astros can't. Well, they can't. You've got to be. You've you've, you've got to have your head straight up your derriere if you think that they're not capable of even having a three hundred million dollar payroll. Think about what Jim Crane paid for the Houston Astros. What, thirteen years ago, twelve years God, ago. Yeah. It's- he paid under $620 million mm-hmm. for the Houston Astros. Okay, I think it was $680 million including the TV network. I think and, you're right on the dot. Yeah. Okay? They're worth over $2.5 billion. He has made four times the value on his purchase in barely a decade. You know why? They print freaking money. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If he spends $300 million... And they win the World Series because they're the best team. You're going to go out you and you're going to spend you make more money $300 on an Astros World Championship jersey and $50 on an Astros World Championship hat. And you're going to go pay $90 for Astros World Championship hoodies for you, your wife, all your kids, all your family back in New York. Oh, wait, that's me. Okay, you're going to go get uh, your, your your lanyard. You're going to have your cups. You're going to ha- you're going to have all your swag. And you're going to buy more tickets to the following season so you can get your free World Series ring at the giveaway. At a 25% <laughs> markup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I I I what you say it, it's yes, it's true, but I'm just telling you that is the fear. And it it shouldn't be because if you've got good players, you can only trust your evaluations of your younger players so much. You're going to miss guys. You're ultimately going to have to pay guys to stay competitive. I mean, that's the point that the Astros are right now approaching with guys like Bregman and Altuve and Tucker and Fromber. And, I mean, you go up and down the list, guys that you've watched, you know, birth their careers you're not going to see a lot of them because I don't think Jim Crane's going to pay them. I, and and that's that's the sad truth. He should, but you can't pay everybody. You have to kind of keep the cycle going, and I think that too is the fear of fans: is that you're going to experience a miss here and there. And the Astros have benefited from a lot of um, hits rather than misses over the course of the last decade. We're used to it, PC. We're in the golden era right now of Houston sports, and I think people understand that, and it's been led by this Astros ball club, and you want to keep it going. You want to pay everybody, but we do know that's not how it works. Well, it works unless you're the New York mess, all right? And the Astros are not the New York mess. They will not spend a ton of money on guys who are just not worth it in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Uh, that's why the Mets are the Mets. The Mets became the poster child of what I knew baseball teams would do after the Astros had, had experienced and dominated you know, the American League and won multiple World Series now. They make other teams spend stupid money, make dumb decisions. Like the San Francisco, the San Diego Fire Tucks. Yeah. 
But but I said earlier, it's backfiring now, I feel like, because... It's working for the Dodgers. Here come the Dodgers. Here come the Orioles. You know, the Yankees are still the Yankees. You know, I... The Yankees payroll's made $300 million. It is, but... The Dodgers it, payroll's made $300 million. The, the Yankees weren't up at the top, you know, for a long time, and it didn't work. They Their frugalness, you know, backfired on them when, when, when Steinbrenner Sr., you know wasn't himself anymore and there was that change in ownership and they were going to do things a certain way. It didn't well, work and now they're a, spending money again. They were still a top spending five. Spending smart, smart money again. They were still I'll a top this. five payroll. They just weren't always number one. Yeah. That's, right? They The Dodgers sometimes were number one. The Red Sox sometimes were number one. The, the, the Yankees just weren't number Angels one. Angels were up there for a few years. The Yankees just weren't number one every freaking year. But they were always top five. The Yankees mm-hmm. spend money. You know, when they're like, oh, well, you know, we, we, we're going to be we're going to restrict how much money we spend. It's because you've already spent $250 million. And, you know, Hank doesn't want to run the team like his dad did. Yeah, He wants to make his profit margin. But after losing again and again and again and again, and basically being the redheaded stepchild to the Houston Astros who beat them every year, okay, finally decided, yeah, baby. Screw it. I'm channeling my inner daddy. <laughs> Don't get yourself suspended from baseball. <laughs> Twice. Yep. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, Area 45. You want to weigh in, 713-572-4610. Coming up next, you on or off. It's bandwagon. Stay there. I'm on a yeah, he's been off the wagon two years. Off the wagon? I think it's off the wagon. I think it's on the wagon. You're back on the wagon. Right off the wagon. What the hell do you know about wagon? I know enough not to get on them. Told you. All right, it's time to get on and get off. Play the bandwagon here on Area 45. Sports Radio 610, Patch Crate, Sean Bajani. C-Sex on the other side of the glass of the mask controls. and <laughs> He's going to have to change that one, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's coming soon, soon, soon. Don't See, that C-Sex coming soon. I didn't make this up. That literally just got said on the radio, not by me. All right, the NBA fined. The Philadelphia 76ers, $75,000 over the way they reported an injury for Joel Embiid. Embiid, who got hurt on Thursday, was not on the injury report originally on Saturday. Then, tried to warm up before the game. They didn't like the way he looked. He was struggling to, to get around. He was declared out with knee soreness. And then put on the the injury report mm-hmm. because it was a nationally televised game and a road game. The NBA got their uh, their you know what's in a bunch. Mm-hmm. They find the Sixers seventy five thousand dollars today. It was revealed Joel Embiid actually has a serious knee injury. Yeah, he has uh, he has a meniscus issue. They're calling it an issue. Sounds like a tear, but they're calling it an issue. He's got a. He's got a significant meniscus issue that he's going to cost him multiple games, and they are not sure what they're going to do or how long he's going to be out. They'll reevaluate him uh, after a few days. But they find him $75,000 anyway. The NBA needs to get out of its feels and stop these ridiculous load management fines. Are you on or off the bandwagon? I'm on the bandwagon. I mean, it's stupid. They should rescind this fine for the Sixers. 75 Gs, you said? I mean, it's obvious that it wasn't like they were faking it and it wasn't just they were trying to hold him out because, you know, load management rest the whole bit. Like, he had a problem. They need to rescind it, for one. 
And then two, you've got to find a better way. Um, just accept, just accept it. Because I think you said something to me earlier. We were talking about this. You know, teams are going to have to play to win the game eventually, anyway. And that's the name of it. If you if you got to rest a guy, you got to rest a guy. Like you're not sabotaging your season. You want to win. You want to win. And there's a lot of incentive, uh, you know, to win now. And the in season tournament is not one of them. Uh, although I have many ideas about how it could be, but no, like I'm, I'm totally off of the bandwagon here, um, with this NBA ridiculous rule of fining teams and punishing them because they want to take care of guys. Chris, I'm, I'm on, I'm on. I mean, these guys, what he practiced 15 minutes and he didn't feel like he was, he was fine. And, um, you go and find him 75 K. Nah, that's not right. And then you end up finding out that he tore his meniscus. I mean, yeah, no, uh, you think they should give the money, like not not enforce the fine too, right? Yeah, I mean it's these players. You you never know. They play every day, and some of them just get banged up, especially Joel because he's always flopping. But um, clearly, hey, he tore his meniscus. Shots but, fired. Bro. No, no, I, I like Joel, but anyways, yeah, no, it, it's not right. You know, without Troll Embiid, <laughs> the Sixers only lost that game by six mm-hmm. to the Nuggets in Denver, and the Nuggets had to pull away in the fourth quarter. This was not a game where there was just an ass-kicking. The Nuggets outscored the Sixers uh, by eight in the fourth quarter to win by six. Yeah. So Sixers held their own. Tonight, with a no LeBron and no Brow, the Lakers went to Boston and kicked the Celtics' ass. Yeah. And ultimately won by nine. They were up by, what, 18 at one point. I think, yeah, 18 or 19 points. It was early, though. There was still a lot of basketball left. I told you it was going to uh, end up being single digits. Boston ended up creeping back in to make it respectable, much more uh, looking anyway than it actually was. By the way, cup of one nugget on this Joel Embiid thing. He's going to have to miss some time, obviously, with this meniscus issue. I think he's already missed 12 or 13 games this season with another injury. Maybe the same injury, actually. Um, but I think if he misses, what, 17 total games? Yeah. So he can't miss. He can't miss a full week. If he misses a full week, he's not going to be eligible for postseason awards, which means he can't defend his MVP title. Yeah, he's not going to be eligible. You've got to play at least 65 games to be eligible for the MVP. Rescind the fine. It's It's ridiculous. We're, that's that's a that's a unanimous bandwagon. Number two, former Colts cornerback Isaiah Rogers did his first interview since he was suspended by the league for betting on his own team. Claims, uh, while the bets were made from his account, that they were made for others and not for himself. The wagers included a thousand dollar prop bet and other smaller bets from his online sports gambling account that he claims were made for people who lived in Florida where online sports betting at the time was not yet legal. He told ESPN, I'm just trying to help out friends and family, just knowing it wasn't legal at the time in Florida, and it was in Indiana. At the end of the day, I knew the rules. I wasn't supposed to do it, and I got to take what comes with it. He was suspended June 29th 
and waived by the Colts the exact same day for being a colossal dumbass. <laughs> this Rodgers is simply too stupid to play in the NFL. Are you on or off the bandwagon? On. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, I don't know if he's as dumb as uh, Kate. What's the guy's name from the Patriots? Their wide receiver, Kayshawn Boutte. Kayshawn Booty. Kayshawn Booty. The one that uh, used his own name as his username. When he was underage. When he was underage back at LSU and was outed by the actual casino. <laughs> so they were taking care. No, he's not as dumb as uh, Boutte, uh, but he is dumb. And. You know, look, sometimes, like, you'll stick around if you're good enough, if you're worth it, if you're worth being a pain in the ass and making dumb decisions, but he obviously wasn't good enough to stick around. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm on that one. Yeah, I'm on it. Come on, man. You're making bets. You play in the NFL. And I get it. They're for your family. But, come on, man. He ain't one that the NFL's going to bend on either. Like, 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 what are you doing, man? Like trying to help family out bro i get it but no man this is this is your career this is what you work so hard for come on man so this chucklehead turned out made over a hundred bets most of them were between 25 and 50 bucks where he said uh they were like crazy leg parlays for 25 bucks trying to make like huge amounts and of course they never won but a thousand dollar prop bet that uh, was over under on rushing yards by Jonathan Taylor hit and it stood out and it got his account flag. <laughs> How much? Uh, Do we know? We just, we just that, know the amount placed. Yeah, the amount placed. Oh. He was making $850,000 this year Stupid. right before he got waived and then got nada. Idiot. Dumbass. Enjoy bagging groceries, the local Publix. You know, you accumulate. A good chunk of that, like I know taxes, the whole, but you're making a lot of money. All right, let's just even call it slightly more than a half a million. You get all of that in 20 weeks, game checks. Put that away in savings. Live like you made 40 grand this year and live off the interest. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all you got to do. These guys don't understand that stuff. You got to suck it up early if you're not a dude yet in the league. And now he may never be. Another universal bandwagon. Here's mm-hmm. number three. Last night, the Milwaukee Bucks went to Portland. Damian Lillard playing in Portland for the first time since getting traded. Here is what it sounded like when Damian Lillard was introduced. A guard 6-3 from Weber's State wearing the letter O. Was that, that in Portland or was that in Milwaukee? That is in Portland. <laughs> that sounded like a home, like his home PA guy. Sold out crowd at introductions, coming out wearing old Bucks green, dabbing up his his current teammates. Yeah, crowd on their feet. Lillard overcome with emotion uh, as his first game back. He uh, he gets a very very warm welcome. Home team fans should never cheer for the enemy 
Unless they're putting the tribute video on the board. Are you on or off the bandwagon? No, I'm off that one. Absolutely not. I mean, tribute... Vi- I'm sh- did they not do a tribute video? No, that was just the introduction. I know that was... Surely there was a tribute. Everybody not does tribute same, But not at the same time. I don't think it makes a difference. I mean, Lillard was beloved in Portland. And I was actually driving home last night from our show listening to... Uh, somebody else, I can't remember who the hell it was now, but they were talking about like the possibility of Damian Lillard going back, ending back up in Portland. He has spoken about that, that he might go back to Portland at the end of his career. Yeah, I mean, and we know like how hard it was for him to go ahead and say, yeah, you know, like, go ahead, move me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm ready. Um... For him to say then, you know, that, yeah, I'd like to go back or I'd like to think about going back. Portland meant so much. The fans meant so much. No, I mean, tribute video, no tribute video. I think that was awesome. That's sports, man. I'm off. Everything Sean said, man. That's a Portland, what, you could say he's a legend there. Yeah. They love him there. Yeah. I mean, imagine if, if, I mean, James Harden probably when he came here, I'd get up and I'd clap my hands because of everything he did for the city. So, yeah, I'm off the bandwagon on this one, man. That's interesting. Yeah. We can get into that one later. See, yeah. I'm okay with the cheer for the introduction. And I'm okay with the cheer for the tribute video. But every other time we touch the ball, you boo his ass. <laughs> That's how it works. You get you get the welcome. Hey, we love you. We appreciate you. When they put up the tribute video, we love you. We appreciate you. During the game, you are the enemy. That would have been awesome if that happened, which you know it didn't. No. The one, all right, is there one city, honestly, one city in this country that would react exactly how you would expect or wanted at least Portland fans to act last night? Yes. And? There's more than one. New York and Philly? No, New York and Boston. Philly, I don't even know if Philly would cheer the first time. Okay. Philly might just boom straight out from the beginning. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like my throw so you think New York and Boston? New York, Boston, Chicago, uh, L.A., uh, St. Louis. They would cheer them for the intro, cheer them for the video, and then would, boo them otherwise. I would, love, I would love to be a part of that atmosphere. At least just be able to listen to the video of that. Uh, that reaction, you know, the disparity between the cheers and the boos. I would love that. That would have been so awesome. Could you imagine? And I think they respect it too. Like they, you were a player. You're like, you know what? Intro, I got cheered. Video, I got cheered. I dropped a three on their heads. They booed because now I'm the bad guy. Yeah, like you respect that part of it. Did that happen to Jordan back in the day? Like when he was like a wizard and he went back to Chicago. I don't know. I always rooted for Michael Jordan to lose. <laughs> you always I did. did. I had massive sports hate for Michael Jordan because as a former Knicks fan, I say former because I gave up the Knicks thanks to James Dolan being the biggest ass hat in sports. Uh, <laughs> yep. he, no matter what, the Knicks could just never beat the damn Bulls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every year. 93, the Knicks were supposed to win in 93. They were up 2-0. In fact, they were up 2-0. They had gone to Chicago. They were up 2-0. And they lose in six. Yeah. They lost in six. Yeah. My childhood, I felt like every Sunday afternoon, it was Knicks and Bulls on uh, NBA Sunday. What was it What was it called? Like Sunday NBA on NBC? The NBA whatever it was. on NBC. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite games. It was like NBA every weekend J- they played. NBA Jam was one Pacers. of my favorite games. Yeah, yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, man. That that just 
That hurt. But no, so not a consensus bandwagon here. No. All right, last one. Uh, there was an article on Fox Sports. Three potential trades for LeBron James if he wants out of L.A. Since they're currently 20, well, now they're 25 and 25 after they beat uh, they beat the Celtics without LeBron James. Number one, LeBron James to the Knicks for Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, a 2024 first-round pick. That's actually the Mavericks pick in top 10 protected. 2025 first-round pick. That's actually the Bucks pick in top four protected. Or to the 76ers for Tobias Harris, Furkan Korkmaz, a 2028 first-round pick from the Clippers that is unprotected. Or to the Miami Heat for Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Jeez. Tell you what. You'd like to see LeBron get stuck in L.A. and play on losing teams because screw his belly aching ass. Are you on or off the bandwagon? <laughs> oh, I'm on that one. I hate LeBron. I, I like I sports hate LeBron as I don't hate him as a person. Like I enjoy all the accomplishments, but like when Jordan was kicking everybody's ass, and I was a diehard Rocket fan, still am, you know today, but. I appreciated him, and I liked him. I appreciate James's game, but I I don't like him. He's annoying, you know? And so I want nothing more than to see him just kind of finish out his career and not win and rot somewhere and do it in a place that has been trying to get back to relevance, um, you know, for a long time. Yeah, I, I'm totally on that one. I'm off. Uh and oh, of course, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> I like LeBron James. Soft. Nah, I like LeBron James. I want to see him compete for You'd one give more. Give Harden run. the shirt off your back. Of course, you would cheer for uh, LeBron yep, James. Yep, I will cheer for Le- LeBron James. So, yep, I'm, God. I, I'm off it. Um, I want, like I said, I want to see him compete for one more ring, possibly two more, so he can be up there with MJ. Um, but yep, I'm off. Every time LeBron James loses. A child gets a puppy. Please <laughs> think of the puppy. What did you say that about the other day? LeBron. Was it LeBron too? LeBron. Every time LeBron James loses, a child gets a puppy. Think of the puppies. All I'm right. on that bandwagon. Good stuff. That was bandwagon. Good job, PC. It's Area 45. Patrick Creighton, that is him. I'm Sean Bajani. Chris Santiago producing. Final segment coming up next. J.J. Watt needs to step his game up and work on his brand, apparently. We'll explain next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Area 45, back with you. Sports Radio 610, final segment of the evening. Speak of the devil, we got uh, Bronny James on our tube. He's not 0 for PC. He's 1 for 2. Has a 3 tonight. Uh, although USC losing, as they have done much of the time this season against Oregon so far. Um, were we just talking about Bronny the other night, by the way? Yeah, Bronny is not a prospect. No, but the younger not one. A pro- you think the younger. Oh, the, the younger yeah. Bryce is. is Bryce, think, yeah. He, he might be a prospect. But Were we all talking about that the other yeah, night? Pre-show? Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. pre-show, yeah. I, lo- I like Bryce, man. Bryce is nice. So, this season so far in 12 games, Bronny's averaging 19.5 minutes a game, shooting 36.5% from the field, 24% from three, 
69% from the line, averaging five and a half points, a little shy of three boards, two assists. It's working back into it, man. Those are Just not, had a heart attack. That's not like a year and a half ago. <laughs> he had a heart attack. He did. And listen, like the fact that he's on the court is is awesome. But like not a his his play does not say prospect to me. No. Do you think do you think LeBron's hanging around for that chance to play with him in Absolutely. the NBA? Of course. Absolutely. And that, and is that it? Is that it for LeBron? I think he might play one year with his son and Unless that year goes extremely well, he's probably out after that. How old's Bryce? Probably like 16, 15, 16, yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if Bryce is that nice. Bryce is 16. He's 6'5". And looks like he's got the opportunity where he's going to fill out and be a... A pretty solid 6'5". Yeah. Maybe even a little taller. It's still young, man. You get up there around 6'7", six, 6'8", six, like his pops. And is, isn't LeBron 6'8"? LeBron's 6'8". Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's still got a little, little room to grow. Yeah. Uh, probably not going to happen, though, with Bryce. But uh may not even happen with Bronny. I don't know, to be honest with you. If he ain't, that, if he ain't, if he ain't a prospect, like a real deal NBA prospect, I don't know. LeBron might need to I think mean, about it. You know what? He's going to get a free ride to... Go to USC, where, as we learned, you don't have to be real smart oh, yeah. to go to USC. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, who do we wanted to get to? It was the oh the, the Jeopardy. Jeopardy. The Jeopardy thing. Oh, God, Chris, do we have this? Okay, yeah. So, understand, the, the first person who answers, this is like college week, the first person who answers... Went to USC. One of the topics covered in a major league baseball course at Arizona State is this player who broke the color barrier in 1947. Schalke. Who is Babe Ruth? Nope. Nathaniel. Who is Jackie Robinson? Yes. Patrick just died again a little bit inside. (laughs) Who is Babe Ruth? (laughs) If you're watching on Twitch, like, you just slump down. Girl, why are you so dumb? Oh, this Lord. is what gets me on this way, right? Number one, if you don't live in a cave, you've probably at least seen a picture of Babe Ruth. Not color barrier. Okay? Also, if you know you like know anything about anything about Babe Ruth, uh, like the first thing you know is what? He was sold to the Yankees, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh in what 1918 1918 yeah okay remember so that chance how did he break the color barrier in 1947 <laughs> the man died in 1948 <laughs> they let anybody into usc oh goodness yeah apparently apparently except that one girl who was like banging the the provost in order to get in <laughs> got caught you know, they're, they're, the parents were, were paying off the, the provost. Yeah. And it turned out, like, the girl's, like, sleeping with them. She's out on the yeah. yacht with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those parents, because she was, like, wasn't she on, like, uh, Full House or something like that? She was on one of those shows. God, was it Full House? She, I think it was the... Not... Oh, not, God. That's going to bother not me. Not the one who's always on the Hallmark movies, but the tall, goofy girl. Um, 
And yeah, so apparently anybody can go to USC except her. Kimmy? Yes. I think Kimmy? that's the one. Yeah, you might be right. She uh they were they were paying off uh like the provost at USC and they yes, got caught. Yes, I think you are right. I think it was Kimmy. Freaking Kimmy. How about that? She was dumb then, she's <laughs> dumb now. All right, let me ask you guys a question before we uh, peace out tonight, man. Um, saw this earlier. A new study shows that J.J. Watt is the sixth most talked about NFL analyst. I think, uh, did you get this email, Chris? Was it an email? Yeah, it's a, it was an uh, email from Laura. I get all these things sometimes, too, and some of them are interesting. And I saw this one, and I was like, sixth most talked about NFL analyst. That seems low. Like, does that seem low to you? I feel like JJ's everywhere. Like everybody knows JJ. Everybody sees him everywhere. But he's talking about him. Like who are the top five most talked about NFL analysts? Well, right now, number one's got to be Tony Romo because all I ever see is everybody going, Romo sucks. Romo sucks. Why is this guy on? Him and Nance, they're terrible together. It sounds like Nance doesn't want to be next to him. Why does Romo say all these dumb things? All I see is Tony Romo getting slaughtered on social media, on radio, on TV, uh, you just get slaughtered every single day. Tony Romo should be number one. No. <laughs> I call shenanigans. Tony Romo's not in the top five. He's not in the top six because JJ is. Fake news. Number one. And this is this is based upon, uh, what is it, a Google search? Right, Chris? Correct, yes. So how many times people have searched these guys in Google? Number one, Peyton Manning. I thought Manning cast was like sucking it up. I mean, I thought Manning cast was good, but there hasn't been a Manning cast in a while. I mean, I watched it a couple of times this year. There, there was a couple of this but year. But I, I didn't think they were doing very well. Um, I didn't think people Peyton were talking Manning? about him. Peyton doesn't have like a social media presence. It's just all he does the Manning cast. That's all you see. JJ's on everything, I feel like. He's, I mean, he's a panelist pre and post game on CBS. He's on McAfee once a week. Um, Terry Bradshaw. Number two. Yeah, there was killed. Everybody was killed. Terry Bradshaw. I don't know why. I, I, think, like he's he was, I think he's entertaining. I mean, he's goofy, but he's entertaining. I don't watch it anymore. I I, I watch more CBS than I do Fox. Um, Michael Strahan. Michael Irvin. There's your three and four. Is that because you know he's still fighting that thing with that lady who may or may not have falsely accused him in a? Hotel? Well, they settled out of court on that one. That was from last Super Bowl. And then he was recently accused by something, or by someone, uh, with no details attached something to Something might the... have been more accurate? <laughs> <Yeah>, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, that report came out like two weeks ago, and you never heard anything else from it. Uh, no details emerged. Uh, so, one, Peyton Manning, Terry Bradshaw, Michael Strahan, Michael Irvin. Number five, Rob Gronkowski. That I could see. I mean, I figured he'd be in the top five. He's younger, you know. People, who does Gronk analyze for? Um, I think I saw him on. Is it Fox? Fox, yeah, I think I saw him on Fox this past weekend I or two weekends. I ago. think it's Fox. Yeah. I don't know. To so say, isn't he like throwing a cruise or something? I mean, that's that's like more Gronk style, probably. And <laughs> and he's on those uh, military commercials. Um, AAA. oh USAA, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 How how big a party is Gronk throwing in Vegas next week? Ooh. Capacity, <laughs> wherever it's at, it's capacity. Over capacity. <laughs> Over capacity. About 25%. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Uh, where, whatever the biggest and baddest casino sports book is, that's where he's probably going to be. Hey, maybe you can at. have it at the, at the Trop 
And that way there'll be so many people the building will fall down on its own and then they won't have to implode it to build the A stadium. Yeah. I call uh, I call uh, shenanigans on this as well, though. J.J. Watt, number six, the most talked about NFL analyst. Where's Pat McAfee? I mean, do you not consider him an NFL analyst? Or are they just talking about, like, the actual panelists? But Peyton's not even on a... Peyton's on a panelist. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, this, this list is, is... Bogus. 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 This is not, though. One week of Area 45 is about to be in the books tomorrow, Friday. Right here, 7 to 10, Sports Radio 610. We should get wings afterwards. We have to do it all over again. Tomorrow we will get wings We're going to get wings after the show. Wings and beers. And beers. And uh, wings. If you want to come, how about this? You know, I'm poor, but I'll do this. I will tell you where we're going to be. And whoever the first person to come up to our table and say they listen to Area 45, I will buy you a beer. I'll extend that. To the first 10 people. Holy crap. Big baller. Let's go. It's Friday. Beers will be cheap. Big baller <laughs> alert. <laughs> Holy Big smokes. Baller alert. All right. We'll do that tomorrow. And, oh, by the way, we'll have a hot sauce uh, eating contest tomorrow. I'm making my own. Bring I am guys. going to lose. <laughs> you got to try it a little bit. You got to try it a little bit. All right. For Chris Santiago, Patrick Creighton, I'm Sean Bajani. Appreciate you guys listening. Have a badass night. It's Area 45 right here on Sports Radio 610. H-Town! H-Town!